Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energized. Ross, introduce the guest. Today, we have the number four ranked UFC heavyweight in the world. It's Curtis Razor Blades. Curtis, how are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on the show today. No, no worries at all. No worries I want all. to give um, a special shout out and a happy birthday to the best podcaster in the world, Barry Moore. And then that other fellow, Joe Rogan, as well. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's actually Joe Rogan's birthday as well. Shout out me and Joe. Same oh, birthdays. Wow. Same age as well. Who would have guessed? <laughs> but Curtis, thanks a million for, for, for joining me on my birthday. It was the one thing I, I asked for and Ross delivered. It's not, he doesn't usually deliver. But uh, how are you getting on today, bud? Doing good, man. Just got done my morning uh, conditioning workout. Just got home. Cool. Oh, oh well, what, what did that involve? Were you, uh, was it weight training or? Oh, no, this is all... Uh, conditioning um arm bikes uh sprints sled pushes that type of stuff it's working up a major sweat i imagine yeah no I, i'm a sweaty bastard i sweat, <laughs> I sweat uh, Cur- curtis before we get into things did you happen to see gable stevenson winning the olympic gold there uh, last week yes sir i, I watched it very very proud of him what did you make of that in the very very end to like snatch gold it was unbelievable that's that's like, it's like a movie. The way yeah. the way it like it, it played out. I was worried. I was I was didn't know if he'd be able to pull it off, but he he proved me wrong. He proved everyone wrong, and uh, I'm looking forward to him in the next Olympics because he's not that old yet. He he's got another one in him. I think he's I think he's 21. Although he did send a tweet with a, a waving emoji to Dana White. I don't know if you saw that. Did you? I did, but. I don't understand why um, Dana would be interested because he seems to be anti-grappling or anti-wrestling. So why would you want another high-level grappler in your in your company? Maybe it's because you can do the backflip after he wins. <laughs> that does help. That'll boost your Instagram. For sure, I wish I could do a backflip. <laughs> same here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually try that after this show. But come here, Curtis. We have you on today because it's, it, it's, it is in the build up to UC two sixty six on September twenty fifth. You're taking on Jarzinho Rosenstrike. But just over the weekend, it was UC two sixty five, and now Cyril Gann is after defeating Derek Lewis to become the interim heavyweight champion in the world. So that's where we're getting you on. We're getting, we're gonna talk about all the, the big dog stuff. Something you're well accustomed to, Curtis, and Ross is as well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Curtis, did you see the fight over the weekend, and what did you make of Cyril Gann's performance? Uh, I did watch it, and um, well, Gann's performance—it was—it uh, was nice. Like he uses he 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 does a good job of overloading his opponents with all like the pump fakes and the, the inside kicks, outside kicks, up the middle. He does a good job with. Um, managing the distance he didn't allow Derek to drag him into none of those like brawl type exchanges because he knows that was Derek's only way to win and when he smelled blood he went for it like when he knew Derek because Derek does a good job of absorbing and he like he kind of he makes you feel comfortable enough to get into his range and that's when he like sneak attacks you but he did a good job of not not uh Falling into that, and uh, well, like I said, when he smelled blood, he went for it and he found the finish. He did. Yeah, absolutely. He uh, 
I think he, in terms of the strikes landed, the disparity between the two uh, fighters was incredible. I think Cyril Gann landed over 100 strikes. Uh, I saw the stats after the fight, and it said Derek Lewis landed 16, but I think I saw maybe two or three max that he yeah. landed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very generous. That was a Derek Lewis fight. That was a yeah, yeah, so uh, look, Cyril Gann looks very, very dangerous, and obviously he's more than likely going to fight Francis and Ganu next. Um, obviously you fought Francis twice. How do you see that one going? Because um, two Frenchmen, two former um training partners. I like him. I think I think he can do exactly what he did to Derek with the distance management. Because as long as with guys like Ngannou and Derek, even though I've lost to both of them. They really only have one one way to fight. Looking looking to land that one big heavy strike, usually overhand or an uppercut. But um, if you don't if you don't get dragged into those brawls, I don't know how they win. I don't know how Ingana wins, especially after the first round. He just gets a little weaker each round. So I think gone. I think Ngano, he knows that also. He knows he has to get him out of there early if they do end up having a fight. So he'll probably blitz him. So it all depends on, like, how does he handle that initial blitz? No, definitely. And at the end of the day, you know, in the heavyweight division, everyone can bang. And um, I always say the heavyweight division is the ultimate. You're either the hammer or the nail. Sometimes you're the hammer, sometimes you're the nail. You know? Yeah. And, it, and it, it, it's a rough division to be in because it – those those uh, hammers can be life altering as well, um. They, you know what I mean. They're they're shorting your lifespan, and so I always have great av- admiration for those guys who get in there. And um, the other two guys who are almost on the sidelines in the heavyweight division are Stipe Miocic and I suppose I don't know if you can count John Jones in the heavyweight division yet. But what do you think of those guys, and where do you see them falling into the title picture? And do you think maybe you could take on one of them in the near future as well? I think they're both like Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame fighters, uh, and I I believe I believe that John he's he's an ex actor because like you just alluded to, is he really a heavyweight? Is he is he really a part of our division? I don't know. I I mean I know he uh, vacated the light heavyweight belt, and I I thought that meant. He's he's for real now. He's gonna bump up, but it's been has it been a year? I think it's been like a year since he vacated the belt, and he hasn't. We haven't really heard a whole lot, so I don't know what's going on with that. And then Mustafa, I think for him it's just money. He wants he wants that one, and he deserves it. He deserves it, but he wants that one big fight that like gives him the life altering money so like a couple million i think that's the biggest biggest thing holding him on the the sidelines is they need to reach an agreement on like how much he's going to get that's the only thing holding him back do you think that will be the fight do you think it will be stipe versus john jones i mean it's it's a possibility i really right now there's like five or six alternate realities it could go so many different ways it could be i could get i be jarginio maybe i get john or i be jarginio maybe i get stipe or maybe a running back with Derek, or maybe i get the loser of ingano and got there's just so many different 
ways it could go. It's that uh, I just I've stopped putting energy into what might happen, and I'm just really focusing in on Jersey Neal right now. That's, well, a, that's actually that's, the right thing to do, yeah. Yeah, that's what they say. Control the controllables. Yeah. And yeah. Um, obviously, that's a big fight coming up. You versus Jarzino Rosenstrike. Um, he's obviously a decorated kickboxer. Um, he's coming in off a big win over uh, Augusto Sakai. Uh, how are you preparing for Jarzino? And is there anything you're changing in your camp for this fight? Um, preparation's the same, you know, strength and conditioning, sparring, jiu-jitsu, wrestling. MMA drills, just pretty much basic stuff. Uh, but one one major thing I realized during my last fight, which is what led to me getting hit with that that upper cut that put me out, is I got I've been working on getting offline before I shoot, and instead of always being like right in their face, just taking a half step right or left before I shoot that way it limits the possibility of me eating an uppercut that's really the biggest thing I've been working on just getting off one has that been difficult to do because obviously you have a wrestling background would that be difficult to do because you've been so drilled at one thing to like almost change your golf swing in a way you know yeah I mean it's just like that just like um, something you've you've drilled a million times it is hard to break those habits but over the last I guess five months that's really all i've been doing is is drilling that one thing over and over and over i do i do believe i've improved it and i'm just i'm just ready to get out there and put it on display because i know this time i will get the takedown and i will get the finish and i will get the win uh, yeah that's, that's, that's definitely not to be missed at uc 266 on september 25th yeah, one one thing I will say, Curtis, is you have actually such a unique style in the heavyweight division now because uh, obviously there, there's been very good wrestlers in the past. You know what I mean? You can go all the way back to Mark Coleman, Randy Couture, and more recently, Cain Velasquez and Daniel Cormier. But as far as I, I can see, you're the only, you know, sort of top 15 fighter with a wrestling background. Do you think that makes you such a unique problem for the other heavyweights in the division? Yeah, I I definitely believe I bring I bring my own unique set of issues that you have to to figure out when you're you're fighting me because most heavyweights are one-dimensional they're just going to swing at you me i'll swing at you just until you bring your hands up to stop me from hitting you in the face and then i'm get to your hips and then ground and pound and then if you get up i have the tenacity and i believe in my conditioning i'll just do it again and again and again yeah, I think that is another thing. Your cardio is probably yeah something that's almost underestimated as well. You are very, very well conditioned. And that ground and pound is Freudian. I remember you were absolutely destroying over him on the ground with those elbows. Like, they, they were vicious. So, was not the elbow, was it? Was yeah. not the elbow and he started squirting everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that, that was ruthless. That's only for pay-per-view, you know? That's no fight fix. <laughs> oh, C- Curtis, um, obviously, you know, you expect to get a win at UFC 266. Are you guys on the main card for this uh, pay-per-view? Yes, sir. I believe so. I think with the, the opening, we're on the main card. Yeah. UFC love to open up a main card with uh, the heavyweights. They love it. Um, get it going. Which other fight on UFC 266 are you looking forward to? Robbie Lawler, 
and uh, Nick Diaz. I am geeked up to watch that. I am geeked up. Why is oh, that? Well, tell, tell us exactly what occurred as you're looking forward to that fight. Just uh, Nick Diaz. I mean, yeah, Nick Diaz. When he's on, he is on. And I, I'm just hoping he comes out. He takes this fight seriously. He he gives us the bit of the old, the old Diaz. Like, I want I want to see him getting in there. You using the dirty boxing, and I hope it. I hope there's a few grappling exchanges also. I hope Robbie goes in for a takedown, and then he gets. We get to see his excellent jujitsu play. Like, and I don't. I don't have a horse in the race. I, I'll be happy if Robbie wins. I'll be happy if Diaz wins. I just want it to be a good fight. Basil, that is one of <laughs> I think we're all looking forward to well. yeah, a rematch 17 years in the making. I don't think there's ever been a rematch 17 years later from the original one. The, the a lot of guys don't last that long. <laughs> yeah, Tyson versus uh, Evander Holyfield could happen in the future. Maybe that could be a bit longer, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we want to watch that. No, oh, I know. <laughs> come here, actually. While, while we're on the subject of like older people boxing, uh, I don't know if you heard this, Curtis, but uh, apparently... Anderson Silva is going to box Tito Ortiz next. Uh, what's Just your take on that? And who do you think is going to win that one? Surely Anderson Silva will win that. Do we know? Like when the guys get when you reach forty years old, like all bets are off because like you're not that athlete you used to be. Anderson mm. is. I love Anderson, but he is not the Anderson of old. So no. All, but that's why this works because MMA is the only sport like NFL. NBA, MLB, NHL. When you're old, people like the fans are like, "Get out of here! We don't want you." You can't be that loyalty because you can't help us like win no more. It's a team sport, but with with this sport, it's unique because like fans just love watching old guys who used to be the shit, even though they're old. They want to watch like Ador Emilianko. How old is he? People still want to watch him. Like, why? That's like, would I want to watch Brett Favre playing an NFL game right now? No, <laughs> he's like 50. But only in this sport do the the fans love watching old guys. I, I don't get it. I don't like watching old people fight. I think that one's going to be just a box match, though. So it's not going to be an MMA fight. So that's why I'm, I'm going to put that's the house on worse. Silva. <laughs> that's going to be worse because they're going to gas so fast. Well, did Anderson, Anderson Silva just beat um, Chavez Jr.? Yeah, Chavez Jr., yeah. Yeah, so... I uh, did, didn't watch that one. No, I just saw the afters, but it was impressive um, to be, to win that one alone, you know? Yeah, he, he yeah. did his, he did his uh, vintage Silva. He backed himself into the ropes in the corner and then started slipping punches. It was, uh, it was, it was a beautiful thing to see. That never gets old. No, no, that, that never gets old. I mean, that takes balls. Especially the older you get, the easier it is a jab can put you out. So for him just to be slipping and ripping at his age takes balls. Uh, Curtis, obviously um, you don't look past her as you know, Rosen Troy. He's an absolute phenomenal athlete. In fact, uh, strangely enough, uh, only his only two losses are actually to the champ and the interim champ uh, in UFC. So you, you'll, uh, you're, you know, you have a tough opponent in front of you, but you have to believe a win here will only put you against one of the UFC heavyweights with a really big name and with really big drawing power. Um, is, is that basically what I'm saying is, does that mean 
one win after this and you're probably in there for a title shot? I mean, I don't know. I, you, If the sport was based off, like, uh, merit, yeah. Uh, Merit-based, I think I do deserve it. That's not how the sport goes. It's about Instagram followers. It's about drama. It's about um, antics. And those are the things I'm not good at. I'm not good at the, the Instagram thing. I'm not good at the antics. I'm not good at the drama. So I'll tell you funny enough on Instagram. I'll tell you funny enough on Instagram just to stop you there anyway. Yeah, your memes are good. Bit of a meme I, king here. I think I do know? a pretty good job with the memes, but um <laughs> you know you know what they want, like the the just the random random BS. Like I don't like to do that as stuff. I don't like to draw that type of attention to myself but that's what the ufc likes that's what they promote and um i'm just hoping that i win this at the very least i get like i said john or stipe or maybe the loser of gunning or gunning and gunning we'll see but i'm hoping hoping for the best yeah, don't forget to call your shots because at the fight after is the Nick Diaz fight. I, I take well, so is so it's written right here. So everyone be tuning in to watch it. Everyone be tuning in to watch that card. So like when you get the chance in the mic, call your shot. You know. Also, oh, no, I, I definitely we're planning it. We we don't know who we want yet, but I'm definitely gonna have a name. You better believe it. Uh, and Curtis, I believe you're uh, quite the anime fan, so maybe uh, you should dress up as a, a Dragon Ball Z character and dye the hair blonde, and then no one else yeah, knows. Yeah. That type of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I am a fan. I am a fan, but during during my fight week, I don't have the energy to do do nothing extra but just just fight. All all the stress and all the because I smoke, but I stopped smoking like 18 days before the fight. So by the time we get to the weigh-ins, I'm just, uh, I'm just just angry. What do you do then? Do you just go on CBD oils then, or like? No, I just I just stop cold turkey cold turkey i've been doing it my whole career um it's just i need that anger because it makes me angry to stop smoking just out of the blue but i need that yeah. it brings out a different dude yeah well make sure after your fight and after the dia and uh, uh, nick's fight make sure you have a photograph of nick and nate you in the middle all smoking together you know that would be that would be amazing i'll, <laughs> I'll see that would do that I'll would do see. gang boosters on your instagram anyway yeah <laughs> that, that would definitely that's how, that's how yeah. you build your instagram that'll that give you a total shot next straight away after as well but <laughs> say, say energy sent you right <laughs> oh i got you i got you yeah, yeah and uh curtis I, I think i think one thing that uh is undeniable is if you keep winning and you know what i mean you can only fight big names on from here and you were always yeah. one person who i looked at and went you know what curtis blades is a problem in the heavyweight division his wrestling alone is undeniable uh, if he can get the takedown uh, at the round, he dictates where every fight takes place. He he is the he is the uh, the matador in that in that ring and the bull. So you know, what I mean, every everyone's got to watch out for Curse Blades because he's coming for you. Yes, sir. And I've been I've been emphasizing my jujitsu a lot over the last few months. So now I believe I do get the takedown. I'm looking I'm looking to get my first uh, pro. Um, Submission victory, maybe a Darsh, maybe maybe a gear team from the from the mount. I just I know if I get them on the ground, it's gonna be a lot of opening, a lot of opportunity.
who needs to get the finish. Boswell, that could that could be a good bet there. You know what I mean? The what's it called uh, yeah. Curtis Blades via submission. Yeah. Uh, Curtis. I'm, I'm looking for it. I'm I'm definitely looking for it. Curtis, like obviously you some very, very, very impressive wins, you know. I mean, uh, like to name a few, obviously like a, a JDA, uh Overeem, Mark Hunt. But like for yourself, what was like the biggest win you ever had in yourself? Maybe you overcame something during during the fight camp or maybe you went in with an injury. Like what was the biggest win you had? The Mark Hunt one. That was the first time I got like a big name and we were on the main card and that was a pay-per-view and yeah. uh UC two twenty one. Went to Australia, which is basically his backyard. And um, that was a, a different experience to have, like, the whole the whole audience was just against me. And to get the win the way I did, like, getting dropped and having to get through some adversity, I think that was my first. That was the one I was like, I can do this. I, I do belong here. Did you do a shoey after? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did I, hang out with uh with uh how we did have a couple beers, but we used glasses. We didn't use any shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not gonna lie, what's called uh, one of your biggest wins of your career in Raleigh, North Carolina, when you knocked out Junior DeSantos, that broke my heart because he was always one of my favorite. <laughs> it was one of those I broke, where I broken I broken half my gym's heart between Hunt, Alistair, and JDS. Everyone's <laughs> like, man. I was rooting for you, but that's those are my guys. I'm like, well, I appreciate you you switching allegiances just for me. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, it was one of those ones where like you couldn't have been a bit nicer than no. <laughs> <laughs> junior, junior, he was he was all respect, and I I felt that was like the best way for him to lose. Like he didn't really get hurt, hurt. He was rocked, but he wasn't hurt, hurt. Alistair, I do feel bad about that because he he works out in my gym now. Oh, yeah. So we're we're homies now, and I, it was a little awkward at first, but now we're good. I t- yeah, I think, he, I think I think Alistair is going to be fighting Rico Verhoeven in um, in kickboxing. Like supposedly that's yeah. what, supposedly that's being said, but uh, like also uh, Curtis, like obviously like when you when you signed to the UFC, it was sorry, let me get this correct. Uh, it was back in 2016, and as I said, you've 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 fought some legends and beaten some legends as well. Like like what's it like going in and, and like knowing the background of like uh, Overeem and and then going into fighting them? You're like Jesus, this must feel like it's a a game, uh, as in like a yeah. PlayStation game. It's it's a weird feeling. Like it's it's like it's like idols become your rivals it's it's weird because you don't expect these guys to be here when you get there yeah like i'm i'm sure there's some 18 year old right now watching me like man he's he's awesome and then what if that that dude ends up in the ufc i'm i'm still around and we end up fighting he's gonna be like man i watched this guy growing up i've i've seen what he can do i've i've i know everything about him and that i don't know if that helps or or if that hurts, like when you 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 know fully what this guy can do, you know about the spinning attacks, you know about the takedowns, about the heel hooks. I don't know if it gives you more confidence or more nerves, but it is a weird. It was a weird feeling going against Hunt. It was weird going against Alistair. Going against Junior wasn't as weird. I don't know because I think by then I was just used to it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. For sure, Hunt and Alistair. Those were back to back. 
Yes. And then w- with Alistair in the gym now, are you getting rounds in with him in, in, in preparation for yeah. Jorginho? Because he, he went five rounds with Jorginho. And, you know what I mean? He was three seconds away from winning the fight. Yeah. To me, he did win the fight because that was a bad that was a bad stoppage. He wasn't out. He did get dropped, but he wasn't out. He popped right back up. So, yeah, I've been using I've been using Alistair a lot. Um just, just asking him like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And he, he gives me a lot of insight and, and like, he gives me a lot of confidence because I know, watching them go for five rounds, I saw a lot of openings that I would have taken advantage of. And the fact that Alistair was able to take down Jorginho a few times, that only bodes, bodes well for me because I'm like, if Alistair can do it, I know I can do it. There you have it, Basmo. Uh, one one thing before we let you go, Curtis, is can we have a prediction for UFC 266, Curtis Blades versus Jarzinho Rosenstrike? I'm going to get the finish by the third. I I, I am going to get the finish. I don't know if it happens in the second or the third, but I will break him. I will take him down a bunch of times. I will drop elbows. He's going to panic. He's either going to give me his neck or he's going to ball up and get the... TKO, but either way, I'm getting the finish. Yeah, you don't get paid by the minute in there, Curtis. No, I'm trying to get in, get in, get out. Osmo, any last questions? No, Curtis, like, uh, thanks, man, for jumping on, but it was a great way to spend, spend my birthday. Uh, <laughs> so th- thanks, Bill, for coming on. I really appreciate no problem, it. Bro. Yeah, and uh, we're really looking forward to seeing you compete at UFC 266 on September the 25th against Jarzinho Jer- Jer- Rosenstrike. It's going to be an absolute banger. The card is looking lit. I can't wait to watch it. So, guys, if you have been watching this video, make sure to like, make sure to subscribe. Head over to Curtis's Instagram. Give him some love. You'll see him smoking blunts with Nick and Nate Diaz after UFC <laughs> yeah. 266. Yeah, they'll be on the 26th of September. You'll see that photo. <laughs> yeah, and as always, stay, stay energized. And so, seeing you guys a couple of times, I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moore and then that. But I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.